this little bitty town It ain't nothing new We all stick around Cause they all tell us to Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast, a southern storm of bold, liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast, now on Pantheon Podcast with uh, great shows like uh, The Hook Rocks with our buddy Jay Scott. Uh, which we just did an episode with we just, do we just yeah. we just talked to him last night and then uh that will i don't know when it's coming out but hopefully soon we had a grand time talking to him last night and there's also uh plenty other great shows uh so great to be uh part of pantheon yeah just check out pantheon podcast uh the website all of the social medias you'll see a very good slate of art of uh, podcasts out there all music related yeah, and one good thing is that I've always been fascinated with rock and roll and going back more, probably as far as the mid to the late 60s, is people like, you know, going, especially like I'll bring up Deadheads, Grateful Dead fans and Deadheads going from show to show to show, you know, for years and, and, and getting to know each other as family. And, and of course, bands uh, that, you know, you want to call like the jam band scene or whatever that maybe started sprouting up in the late 80s early 90s and stuff of course the crows have been like that you know and government mule and and you know dave Matthews, Allman brothers and, forever Allman brothers and 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 plenty you know plenty others people that go to a lot of shows have always admired that and it's great to have that kind of commitment so we are fortunate enough to have a guest that's done just that a friend of ours you know that we met through the state of america family on state hall yeah, yeah. Rex is a, he's just all about the music. He's always positive. He's at every show you could possibly want to go to. And he's really he's really established a good relationship with a lot of the bands and artists that that we like to have on there, particularly around the Dirty Honey and the Black Crows group. Yeah, he's just, you know, what what else can I say? He's been to so many shows and he's, you know, spent some time hanging out with with Charlie from Blackberry Smoke and you know, uh, done some meet and greets with Chris and Rich, and you'll hear all about that in, in uh, so many other artists that he's into, shows he's been to, and uh, I don't know what else to uh, say, but uh, have you guys kick back and relax and listen to our our discussion with Rex, our friend from the State of America family, talking all about all these shows and rock and roll and everything else. <laughs>
with the guest segment of the podcast, Jason is going to introduce our awesome guest to you guys. For sure. And it's, man, I'm really excited to talk to him today because we've always chatted through social media, all these various groups that we're in. And it's, well, I just going to say it's Rex, the guy you met or gone to a show with, or hope you go to a show with Cunningham, <laughs> super rock music fan. How you doing, Rex? I'm doing great. Glad to be on, guys. Finally, glad we could finally get it together and stuff. And uh, I was joking around when we first uh, when I first got here. I'm in Atlanta today for a show tonight. Actually, uh, going to a wait a minute. Club. You're going to a show tonight. Come believe on, it not, believe, man, believe it or not, believe it or not. I mean, uh, going to a uh, group love. They got a new album coming out tomorrow, and uh, they have an album release party. No, I'm getting to go to that. And so I'm up in Atlanta at the finest hotel in all of Atlanta. <laughs> Which, uh, if you can smell the sarcasm in that, you know, coming across, it's definitely there. But yeah, I'm glad to be here and glad to be on with you guys. Thanks for having me. Well, Absolutely. You, you are a concert veteran. I don't even know where to start, really. I mean, you want to start at your, we were just discussing before we started recording your well, first. Well, how first do we know Rex? Or... Let's get into that before we go sure. into this background. How do, how, do, how do we know Rex, Brian? We know Rex through our uh, chat group, Stay Tall, uh, with the, with the uh, State of America family. Uh, several Black Crow shows. I don't know. Do we start there? Where do you want to start? You just go. You go and. Just I go. mean, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I tell you, it's it's been a uh, it's been a crazy road. I mean, uh, I think uh, you guys have probably seen. I'm I'm pretty active on Facebook and Instagram and yep. stuff like that. I took a little hi hiatus earlier this year, just to kind of like get back in touch with living in the moment, and uh, got to see some Blackberry Smoke shows without. And I felt bad afterwards because. Charlie and me followed each other on uh, on uh, Instagram and stuff, and I wasn't posting anything. Four months later, I'm back on there posting stuff. But let me tell you, well, I had the opportunity to say that Charlie Starr is without a doubt the nicest guy in rock and roll, yes. and mm -hmm. definitely the Black Blackberry Smoke is one of the best times I've ever had, especially doing the European leg of the tour, some of the shows I got to see over there. But uh, yeah, you know, it kind of um, things uh, started out for me really in 1976. Uh, my brother had gone and seen the Doobie Brothers. And my mom had taken him to see the Doobie Brothers. So, uh, you know, I was in sixth grade and I was, you know, walking around pissed off like a little rock and roller is. And I'm like, hey, mom, when are you going to take me to go to a concert? And, you know, and and it's like, eh, you know, you're not old enough. You're not old enough. Well, after bitching and moaning long enough, uh, mom took me and my best friend and my brother and one of his friends. Uh, the day I got out of sixth grade, I went to see Aerosmith uh, in Mobile, Alabama. I was 11 years old at an Aerosmith show in 1976. And, you know, walking around, the smells were all there and everything like that. But, you know, even then, it was like um, walking into home, you know. I mean, just just getting there and seeing and and the music's blasting, the music before the show. And I think it was Frank Marino and Mahogany Rush. Open oh, man. I know. Artist, man. I know. Oh, man. So, uh, you know, that was that was the beginning of, of uh, feeling at home, you know, and that was the. It was all I ever wanted to do. I was a big Elton John fan when I was a kid. You know, I drove my mom crazy until she brought me, uh, bought me uh, Madman Across the Water. And uh, still one of my favorite albums, you know. And um, But, uh, you know, it, it kind of progressed from there. And, uh, and then uh, in the 80s, I got out, played some music. I ran sound for a band for about four years and um, wandered into uh, the Nick in Birmingham, Alabama one night to go see a buddy of mine play in a band called... Uh, plaid camels and uh all of a sudden these guys come walking in with you know velvet on and you know these like real 70s looking garb and i'm like this guy's not about to plug that telecaster into that 100 watt marshall hashtag there's no way <laughs> and uh you know mr crow's garden you know and yeah. it was like 
me and a couple of friends. And so that kind of launched a, a, a love for music, a new regenerated love for music. So, so, so you, listen, you're a huge Black Crows fans. Brian and I are Black Crows fans. Very few of us or very few people we know ever got to see them in the incarnation of Mr. Crow's Garden. Like, what did they sound like? Did they impress you? So the thing, like I said, you know, or early on, I got to see Mr. Crow's Garden twice. Saw him at the Nick in Birmingham and then saw him at uh, W.C. Don's opening for uh, Will and the Bushman uh, at, over at W.C. Don's, a famous club in Jackson, Mississippi, that's been there for years. It's closed up since, if I'm not mistaken. But, but uh, you know, it was... Uh, it was like the faces or, you know, the early Rod Stewart stuff. The first thing they came out with, I think, the, and I asked Rich and he looked at me. It's like, you're really asking me to remember a set list from, you know, 35 <laughs> years ago. And I'm like, I was like, it was either stay with me or uh, losing, losing you. I think it was losing you was that what they used to open with. I can't remember, but they came out, they opened with that. And I mean, I was just blown away. You know, we were like standing like, what the hell is this? Cause nobody was doing that, man. You know, I mean, it was alternative, you know, this is mm -hmm. the time of, uh, you know, REM being real big. And then also you had uh, beginnings of grunge and then of, of course, you know, Pearl Jam, which let me go on and get out of the way. Let me blaspheme. I'm not a Pearl Jam fan at all. A lot of people, I, I mean, I like them. They're all right. But Pearl Jam's like, I mean, it's like, it's almost like Bad Mouth and Bono or God or something around most Pearl Jam fans. <laughs> so, I mean, but that was all starting. And in the midst here, we had this band that was, um, you know, part rock, part blues. And just, I mean, it, it's, it's, it was that thing that was been inside me my whole life with Southern rock and with, uh, you know, with blues music, even though at times when I denied it, being punk rock, a punk rocker for years too, huge Ramones fan, saw those guys a bazillion times. And, uh, but you know, I mean, uh, to hear them come out and play that and hear the tone, I just remember Rich's tone, the same tone that he really has now. Yeah, it's been tweaked and everything like that, but that nice fat bluesy tone on guitar. I'm a bass player, but I'm also a guitar player. So I really appreciate that. But uh, yeah, they were incredible, man. And I mean, it, the funniest thing about that gig at the Nick, it was literally me and the guy who played keyboards in the band that I was working for, our two prospective ex-wives that would both become our future ex-wives, I mean, future ex-wives, <laughs> yeah. and did a, a buddy of mine, John McElroy, who ran sound at the Nick. He worked for Delbert McClinton for years, too, and uh, Johnny Mac, and that was it. That was it. That was it. Was like literally, we saw the Black Crows, four of us in the bar, and Dolly, the uh, the bartender that worked at the Nick at the time. But yeah, they were, you know, early on they made a huge impression, and it was, you know, about a year and a half to two years later, I was sitting in Tampa, Florida, um, came home from work, and my little thirteen inch whatever TV, color TV it was, watching MTV, and you know, and Jealous again comes on, and one might have been partaking at the time, I'm not real sure. So I was like, <laughs> hold on wasn't that those guys we saw at the Nick opened up with Charles and them at the Plaid Camels. And, uh, and we were like, just, you know, and like I said, so it, it was good, man. Uh, WC Don's gig was always good. That was the gig. I think where Rich had to sit out in the car because he wasn't old enough. <laughs> They've talked about that and stuff before. So just, yeah, I could just come in to play the show, but not just play the show. You could hang yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, we actually, um, in Vegas, when I saw him in Vegas, I got to spend a little time backstage, uh, uh, you know, and talk to him for just a few minutes and stuff. And, um, uh, we, we talked about it. and actually Chris remembered the WC Don's gig very, you know, because WC Don's most places when they would 
the um, when the venue would close, those places will go in and they'll sweep everything up or they'll have a blow or something like that. They had a mm-hmm. riding lawnmower. They used to ride around and just blow all the cups and stuff. So <laughs> only in Mississippi, baby, only in Mississippi. So, <laughs> But yeah, they were incredible. They, they've always impressed me from the beginning. Anybody, I'm a huge Stones fan. So of course, when I heard them, that was the first thing my heart jumped because I was like, oh my God, the guy's playing an open G, you know, and uh, with a big fat tone. So yeah, it was incredible, man. And uh, you know, uh, so you know, it's 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 been a good road with them. Been a very good road with them. You let me go. How you know a figured grand total of crow shows that you've seen from that point forward, and in, in what point did you get to meet those guys and? How often have you been able to talk to those guys? So, so I would say, really, to be honest, like I said, it, it, so probably a total maybe of in the mid thirties or something like that. Okay. With most of those being the bulk of um, you know of, since the reunion of Chris and Rich and the and the band reformation mm-hmm. and uh, like I said, I done eighteen. I did eighteen of the uh, Shaker Moneymaker shows and. Then I've done almost every one of the, uh, well, not every one of them, but I did all the Vegas shows and then the Red Rock shows this uh, past year and the two the year before. And, and uh, you know, really, to be honest with you, I could, the door into spending a little bit of time with them has been really through Dirty Honey. I know that you guys have talked about Dirty Honey on here mm-hmm. before and stuff, too, and, uh, and them having the same management. And it was mm-hmm. kind of funny because. I was seeing uh, when Chris and Rich first came back and did, we're doing the uh, Brothers of the Feather show. I went to the one in Nashville at the Basement East. Uh, and so anyway, I'm there on a Monday night or Tuesday night. And five days later, I'm at the El Ray Theater in L.A. in West Hollywood seeing Dirty Honey play like a, their first big hometown gig. And uh, I met Mark, their manager, who's also the same management guy for the uh, for the black crows and stuff. And I went to go, yeah. Yeah. And I went to go up and I went to go up and introduce myself to him. And he was like, I know who you are. And I'm like, (laughs) what? And I'm like, you know and I mean? I'm like, hold on. This guy manages slash, you know, smashing pumpkins and stuff. And I'm like, he's like, Oh yeah, we're friends on Facebook. I was like, we are. And he's like, yeah, man. You know, so, so we kind of got to know each other and following dirty hunting around, you know, it's been, um, it's like everything else. Uh, you show up, you go, and you have a good time, and you don't worry about what people's thinking about. The band remembers. The band remembers who you are. I didn't really get any time back in the day. Like you know, the last tour I saw was the uh, By Your Side tour mm-hmm. at the Alabama Theater, and but I see it. Like that. I, I see it. That's the first thing I noticed. So let me tell you something. I, I think Jason. I think you're the one. Also, you're a big fan of that album, right? I am because yeah. you're, you're not you're not alone. Welcome to the good times. It's like one of my favorite mm-hmm. songs about the crows. Uh, but uh, and the thing is, is like I, I was also the same way about uh, Three Snakes and the Charm. Yeah, it was good, but that album to me sounded like what they needed. That to brought do. me back uh, to the crows. The crows, I remember the rock and crows. Yep. And and, and, it, and it's funny because that album came into play so much during COVID for me. There's so many songs on that album that kind of got me through that time because 2020 wasn't the easiest a lot year. Of upbeat. Stuff. just you know high energy yeah. like you know it was a dark time it's it, you listen to that music you do feel better and i and, and it definitely was but uh you know since then you know uh had some really good times you know i've done a few meet and greets and some of the stuff like that just little outsides and and uh you know i can't thank you know mark enough for like treat they treat me like a king all the time same way with dirty honey shows and stuff like that and it makes me feel great man because i mean I mean, I, I'm not doing anything that I don't see why anybody else ain't doing because I'm just out there enjoying what I love and 
And I don't really give a rat's ass what anybody thinks. I'm going to dance. I'm going to have a good time. The best compliment, well, one of the best compliments I ever got was uh, after I was at the uh, West Palm show for the Crows back on the Shake Your Money Maker part of the tour. And, and then the next night I went to Tampa and, and I did the meet and greet and I went back and I came around the corner and, and Chris called me out by name and said, Rex. You were the only motherfucker that was out there dancing last night, man. You were the only guy that we saw dancing the whole time. I said, I don't understand how people don't dance. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I really enjoyed the GA shows, especially because you do get to shake the money making. You do get to move about and, you know, you get to meet a lot of people. And it's it's uh, with the Crows, it's been very cathartic for me. I've met some great people. You know, I got some West Coast friends, you know, Monica and Robert and Jay. Yeah, and Monica. Andy. Yeah. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner. And Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Most like that's my heart right there. And I mean, she uh, and it's funny because we met at a Dirty Honey show at that El Ray, the same one with uh, the night of Mimi Mortadilla. And um, uh, so we were like uh, we were standing right next to each other at Dirty Honey and had no idea that we were both such big black crows fans. So we kept in touch and everything through Dirty Honey. And then after the crows, you know, started going again, it was uh. We've done a lot of shows to go. It was great to be with her and all my friends at Red Rocks last year. That was uh, tremendous. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to seeing some more shows. I'm ready for some new music with those guys. And uh, from what I hear, it is coming. And uh, you would know. So you're telling us. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know anything official. I know. I know what somebody got. My gut feeling. Man, they've got songs written. You think that Chris and Rich aren't going to, they're writing, you don't think they don't want to record? I think that it took, I mean, yes, okay, the 72 album was a dip into the studio, I think, to see how things were going to work. And I think as we've seen since then, you know, with Isaiah leaving and Joel going and stuff like that, and now, you know, with Nico, which, you know, I'm a big Nico fan too, and uh, I was, uh, you know, and it was funny because you know, he's been at all the Red Rock shows that I've been to. He was there and stuff. And I'm I'm sitting there going, knowing that, 
you know, I mean, I loved Isaiah. Don't get me wrong and stuff like that. But it was kind of, I think everybody kind of thought he had his foot in, you know, Earthless, halfway in Earthless, his own yeah. band. And uh, I knew he's a great player, night. but Nick Nico's a better fit for the Crows. Mm-hmm. He's a, you know, and, and the funny thing was that night, the, the last time I saw, I got any time to speak with Chris and Rich, the first thing I said when we went back, I was like, I said, I just want to tell you, man, I said, Nico looks so much better and sounds so much better up there. He is a fit for you guys. And Rich looked at me and goes, you fucking ain't right he is. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> so I was like, and, you know, I just want them to know that that's what I think should have been happening. I think they're, they're building something here. And I think when the band's ready and the band said, I think now they progress with recording something because it's just like anything else. Nico don't want to go in and have to play Isaiah's songs that he recorded, sure, especially yeah. when he's in that, now they have the opportunity to do these new songs. So we'll see. You know, like I said, I haven't heard anything official. I've heard something from somebody that may or may not, you know. So uh, I think that they've got some time before the, uh, you know, Aerosmith tour to do some stuff too. So I'm hoping that we'll get, you know, I'll even take an EP of new stuff, of original right. stuff and everything. Yeah, so. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's like I said, it's been fun with those guys and it's opened up my doors, you know, to uh, meet so many cool people and, uh, you know, and uh, get to see, I got to see Charlie play with them, uh, oh, you know, man. At, jazz, at Jazz Fest. Well, uh, <laughs> and uh, funny story, I'll, 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 I'll tell, I'll try to be real quick about the story. So, so you don't have to be so, quick, man. People so, want to hear you talk. No, yeah, no, trust me. So, uh, <laughs> so I've been talking to Charlie and I was all excited because, you know, I, to be honest with you, I just went to my first Blackberry Smoke show back in November. I'd seen them. I w- I'll say that I actually attended. It was homecoming, this past homecoming. Yeah. yeah. And I was at a festival they played at one time, and I was kind of aloof and far away from it. So I say that one. So, you know, even before that, me and Charlie had made contact and stuff, and he had said some really kind things, made me feel really good about, you know, uh, uh, about what I was doing with shows and stuff and going to see him. And, and he, appreciate my excitement and enthusiasm and uh but uh so we went and um i don't know if you guys ever been to new orleans but jazz fest is notoriously hot as hell and humid humid so so my girlfriend who is a big black crows fan so you don't see her travel with me much doing the other shows but you'll see her at crows shows sometimes so um so anyway, she got overheated. We don't drink. We don't do anything. We don't partake anymore. We, you know, not that we didn't used to, but now it's all, you know, clean and sober living for us. And, uh, and uh, but she did the dip. <laughs> the sun got to her. She passes oh. out. Now, let me stop the story there in reference back to 2018 when the same thing happened. And, you know, cue the Joe Cocker. I pick her up. It's Richard Gere. And, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> Just like an you know, officer and gentleman, I'm carrying her through the crowd and getting her out, you know, lift this up. You know, I get her sat on the ground and go get Gatorade and and uh, I get the Gatorade back and I'm giving her the Gatorade and I look at her and I said, I'm going back to the front now. <laughs> she just looked at me like, <laughs> and she just looked at me and said, just go. So 2022, we're at Jazz Fest and um, same thing happens. And they're literally carrying her over the thing, over the over the barricade and stuff. And they, they're getting her over the barricade. And they're starting to carry it. And she just looks at me. She's like, oh, no, motherfucker. Don't even think about it. <laughs> so, was, so we had to go to the um, to the uh, medical tent and stuff like that. So the whole time during Boss Gags was on, she got better. And I'm sitting there going, man, 
Am I really going to miss Charlie playing with the Crows? I'm trying to be the concerned boyfriend. And she's like, they're like, okay, you're good to go. And I'm like, well, you know, it's a pretty long walk back to the car. Maybe we should sit on the grass and rest for a little bit. So we got what my usual spot, you know, I'm a little bit of a seat snob. I like to be up front. I like to be in as much in the music as I can be. And uh, we were back, but it was great to see Charlie. And then after the show, man, after the show, I get a text from Charlie. Hey, where were you at? And I just, you know, I mean, just for him to go out of the way and say that, that guy, yeah, like I said, yeah. just, he's, he's head and shoulders above a lot of people in this industry as far as like, and, you know, could have the huge ego and rock star and that guy's nothing but a down home humility. And I love that about it, man. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, so that was, um, you know, so that was my chance to get the first time I got to see Charlie play was actually with the Black Crows. So, uh, and I mean, he sounded great. Nailed it. I, Nailed nailed it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been fun watching him and I, you know, I got to see Nico, his first show back, his first show with him out in Vegas and stuff. And, uh, that was a good, that was a good show other than the crowd was kind of, uh, was kind of a, a little bit dead. Uh, in fact, it was funny. I don't know if anybody's seen a video. I think they got a YouTube video of it possibly of, um, Chris, they come out and I mean, when you see the white SG with the triple humbuckers, you know, you're about to get yeah. no speak, no slave. They open with no speak, no slave. We're up losing our minds, and people are just sitting down in the crowd oh. and just sitting there. And, <laughs> and Chris comes up afterwards and says, "Glad to be in Vegas on a Saturday night. Even you disrespectful motherfuckers sitting down during the first song like that. We just lost, <laughs> man. We're pointing people out. So anyway, it's it's like I said, I've had some great times and uh, trying to expand now and going to see some different bands and some." genres and stuff and if y'all follow me on instagram all that stuff and you know uh like last year one of the most diverse things i did i was at the uh stadium tour in vegas seeing motley crew and def leopard and you know john jed and classes act and i was there i think it was on a saturday and then like on tuesday i was at lady gaga in houston <laughs> which that, <laughs> i mean like I, I am a fan she's kind of rocky though she can be i know she's got the old production stuff but man she can do well, some rock stuff well, she, it was my it was it was it was the day after my birthday actually, and she is with my girlfriend my get out of jail free card. Mm -hmm. So I figured I was going to go there and you're going to take your yeah, shot. Yeah, my grandma Chismo, me and thirty thousand, or excuse me, probably fifty thousand other people in Minute Maid Park. I was like, yeah, she needs to see me. I, I was I was heartbroken. So yeah, you know. But anyway, I'm just like I said, I'm trying to get out now and see some different genres, some different type bands, and. uh Get to know. I love getting to meet the fans, man. Getting to meet the other fans is one of the biggest things that I, I do this about my travel. So, but uh, go ahead, man. You got yeah, one, Brian? You you actually answered my question. I was going to go to Blackberry Smoke next, and you, you can already come. It's very cool that you've gotten to know Charlie a little bit more. You know, I yeah. met him at a meet and greet in Madison, and of course, he's been on the podcast twice. So it's cool that like he recognized you and texts you and all that. Yeah, he is a great uh, man, guy. Yeah, he is. I mean, you know, I got to go over uh, this past uh, March. Um, it's just dumb luck. Caught a, I won't even tell you how cheap this flight was to go fly to, uh, flew into Paris, and I got to see them in Paris. And um, at the Bataclan, which I don't know if anybody's familiar with the Bataclan, but that was the uh, site of the Eagles of Death Metal, the tragedy that happened back oh, in 2018. Oh, yeah, the shooting or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was, you know, it was kind of like, and I didn't even know that was the place I was going to until I was like getting on the plane. I just happened to be on Google right before, uh, you know, I got on the plane. I was like, oh, crap. So, uh, 
But, um, you know, you're thinking, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Everybody in line was talking about it. And I don't even speak French. Trust me, my French, the extent of my French comes from Ratatouille. And that's about it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, it's like Ratatouille and some like other French, you know, movie I saw about 20 years ago. And that's, uh, I'm not good with it. So, but I did wind up meeting some, uh, some young guys, Thomas, a buddy of mine that I made out there. He's a guitar player, a big, uh, big John Mayer fan and stuff. And, and dude's just incredible guitar player, but we met and, uh, but there's something about going to see a band in a country that doesn't speak English, but One Horse Town comes on and everybody knows the words, man. Everybody knows the word. They may not know any other English, but they know it. I've got a video and I listen to that all the time of, you know, Charlie would come up and put the mic out and listen to these guys singing along to the song that I love that is, if there is a song that is my life story, that's it. You know what I'm saying? I told him, I got to tell him that not too long ago is that, you know, that was my brother, me and my brother. That was our story right there, you know, except our dad passed when we were young and uh, he was a musician and stuff. But I mean, we, we were the same way. We grew up playing baseball and all this stuff. And, and you know, I live in Pascagoula, Mississippi, which I don't know how many people know even where that's at, but it's on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and down by Biloxi. And I, I tell everybody most of the time, I'm just from New Orleans. It's easier to say, because we're like an hour and a half in New Orleans. And uh, even though I wouldn't claim from being Louisiana, roll tide. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, that's the other thing me and Charlie don't agree on too. He's an Auburn fan. I'm an Alabama yeah. fan. So I had yeah. to poke at him a little bit, but, uh, but anyway, so uh, being over there, seeing them there and then um, getting to follow them up. And um, I went up to uh, Glasgow and saw him in Glasgow. And I don't know if you guys um, have ever been over to Scotland, but like Glasgow, Scotland is like the uh, biggest honky tonk in the world. That's not in the South. Man, we found you. that out from one of our guests, yeah. uh, Dennis Jordan, who's a guitar yeah. player, blues guy from there. Yeah. Dude, it is, it, it is, uh, it is without a doubt. I mean, you hear about rock being so much bigger in the UK and everything like that. And it's more, I won't say it's bigger. It's just more, They're more appreciative of different styles and, you know, Dude, I mean, like, I, I had a buddy that lives in Glasgow, uh, Dave, and he, he was like, he literally was like, man, you've got to do me a favor. And I was like, what, if I can do it, I will. he's like, I want a Georgia Thunderbolts t-shirt and they won't ship to Scotland. <laughs> so I went and bought, I ordered the Georgia Thunderbolts, which I have to tell you, Georgia Thunderbolts had my great band. shirt there. Two, in two days, I had that shirt and it was on the way to Scotland. And so, so uh, when I was over the last time, but I got to go and see uh, Smoke uh, in Glasgow with uh, him and, uh, and then uh, Robbie and, uh, and, and, and another buddy of mine. And, and we just had the best time standing up on the front. And I mean, just we were right up front and then got to go backstage and hang out for a little bit. And I tell you, man, it was, uh, you know, those guys are always, well, Smoke always puts on a hell of a show and Glasgow always. was like perfectly set. If you could, I mean, if you get the chance to ever see them over there or overseas, anywhere like that, I, any band, I mean, everybody I've ever seen, I think, and I love my country, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, it just seems like the crowds are more. Rival Sons? Oh, Rival Sons is like freaking Foo Fighters over there, practically. You know what I'm saying? It's like when they, I got to see their tour last year over there with Dirty Honey. And it was, uh, and I mean, I was just sitting there. I was like, oh, wow, this is what all my friends are talking about. So, but yeah, it's, it is. It's great. It, smoke is, uh, uh, is tremendous. And never put uh, a bad show on. Always a great show. Always. Never. And, and I got, and I'll have to tell you, I got, <laughs> I got the best compliment. That I've ever gotten at a Blackberry Smoke show in the men's room. And it's not going to be like that. So. 
<laughs> so uh, uh, I it, was, it was like so at homecoming. I went to the. I had to go to the restroom. I come. I go in the bathroom, and I'm walking out. And all of a sudden, some guy grabs me by the arm, and the guy grabs me by the arm, and I'm like looking at him. And all of a sudden, he's like, "I just want to say one thing, to you man." And he looks at me. He gets real quiet. And he goes, "You're at every show I go to," and I was like, "I try, I try, mm -hmm. man." It was like that was like the, I walked off the line. I was like, "That may be the best compliment I've ever got." And I was like, "That's my goal," but you know, at the same time, I was like, just to be noticed that somebody saw me ha that I guess that I was having good enough time that they they noticed me. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I think we need to see a lot more shows: people dancing, letting go. Man, world's well, a hard positivity. place brings people to your orbit just because you're having a good time you enjoy it you enjoy everything you do and people like are you know like a magnet pull to right. towards you i ran two girls i ran two girls off the rail at blackberry smoke in paris i think they were just tired of listening to me jabber you know something like that and all of a sudden i just turned around and got this dirty look and they walked off i was like all right thanks hey we got barricade you know so, <laughs> So me and my buddy Thomas that I made there, we actually bonded over that. So, you know, two girls I didn't know, I lost them and got to see smoke on the rail in Paris. Good, good, good day. I, I consider that. Plus, I got to go to Jim Morrison's grave that morning. So huge Doors fan. Awesome. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Dirty Honey and seeing them. Then you just mentioned the Georgia Thunderbolts. Um, have you seen them? And also, like we we've had the pleasure of talking to so many of these younger southern rock blues rock kind of bands from the southeast anyone else that 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 catches your ears well you know i mean and the thing was is that uh you know there, there's a lot of bands from i haven't seen georgia thunderbolt yet and i need to do something about that i know that they they i've been available too it's just like everything else you know getting in the car and driving it and sometimes yep. it's like don't think about it just go don't worry about it it'll all work out you know and believe it or not People always think I have some kind of master plan. Not really. It's just kind of show up and hope everything works out. And it usually does as long as you stay within your, you know, within your uh, uh, responsibility, uh, being a fan of, of the band and uh, being a, um, attending some uh, venue. But, um, you know, there was a band and I think they changed names recently. I don't know if you're familiar with Magnolia Bayou. I know they're yeah. 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 yeah, so yeah. yeah. I know Dylan left and very good, you know, those guys down here. And then, well, yeah, they know, were down from your neck of the woods. Yeah, they're, they're from Gulfport, right down the road and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I know that uh, the rest of the guys, uh, Josh and the rest of them are out now and they're going on and stuff. And Cedric, super cool guys, great guys. I'm wishing them the best. Uh, you know, the, not from my neck of the woods, but South Hall that was opening up for smoke over mm -hmm. in uh, Europe. Those guys were really good too, man. And I yeah. mean, you know, and, and it's kind of funny because New Orleans is should be my go-to for shows. And they do get some of these bands, but it's either you have to catch them. It's usually during Jazz Fest. It's usually after Jazz Fest show or something like that. Like, um, you know, I've, Marcus King, you know, who I love, yeah. you know. He does, he's always been a big part of Jazz Fest. I've seen some great late night shows with him over there. But really, to be honest with you, I mean, New Orleans does not get the crowds or the shows that, you know, I prefer to see too much. I didn't get to see Jack White, you know, uh, but it's usually around festivals and stuff like that. But uh, right now, you know, like I said, uh, you know, I'm really hoping these guys, the, the leftover guys from uh, Magnolia Bayou do something in them. You know, of course, uh, I kind of lost touch with local flavor after uh, <laughs> um, 
my, my favorite dark horse that I thought was going to be the next big runner, uh, Bishop Gunn, disbanded back, you know, a few years ago and stuff. And uh, that was like a little bit of a heartbreaker. And uh, <clears throat> I met um, I met Drew at Carter Vintage back in 2017. Oh, in Nashville? Yeah, when yeah. he was working, he just joined Bishop Gunn that week and stuff. And uh, and that's another guy right there I can't say enough good things about. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy to see him play with Marcus now, man. And mm -hmm. it's, it's like, uh, and uh, but yeah, I was uh, following the Bishop Gunn guys around a, a lot all over the place. And, you know, getting to know Drew and uh, Travis and all of them. And, you know, and it was, it was a little bit of a heartbreak. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, Drew has landed somewhere where he's supposed to be. And I'm so, I've seen Marcus, him play with Marcus, uh, a handful of times now and i think it frees marcus up to be the master of ceremonies having another good guitar player on there mm -hmm. and uh but yeah it was it was it was a little disconcerting to see these guys um you know opening for the rolling stones and then six months later they're disbanded and stuff you know and i mean the only thing i can think about that is i don't know if you know or not but uh so um the allman brothers the museum or whoever has uh Dwayne's gold top yeah, the Big House Museum, right, Macon? Big House Museum flew it yeah. to Houston, and Drew, Drew played Dwayne's Gold Top opening for the Rolling Stones. Wow. Now, I'm not sure, but other than Salma Hyatt coming over and curtsying on my face, I don't think there's going to be <laughs> a better day than that in anybody's <laughs> life I could ever have. I was like, I mean, I was so happy for him, man, you know, and and like I said, the, the guy's a great guy, and he's a great player. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping the other guys, uh, maybe we'll see some more music out of those guys. But like I said, you know, right now it's it's been a lot of um, – I've been going back and revisiting some bands that uh, I haven't seen since COVID kind of officially ended. I, I don't know if that's – I think it's an official end now, but uh, – uh, you know, some uh, bands that are not really in the uh, Southern Rock so much as far as like the Blue Stones. And I'm up here, like I said, for Group Love. Uh, I hear a lot about and, the Blue uh, you know, Stones. Of course, I've never yeah. really checked them out. So um, they're they're from uh, Canada, Windsor, Ontario. And uh, two man, one of the two man bands and uh, kind of like, you know, I love, uh, you know, Black Keys and White Stripes. And uh, they're a little bit more, I mean, they, they've worked with Paul Meany from Mute Math on a couple of albums early on, their first two albums. Their first album to me is probably in my, it's definitely in my top 20. I don't know about my top 10, but definitely in my top 20 favorite albums. And uh, Paul Meany is uh, the guy, he's also worked with 21 Pilots and stuff like that, but he's from, he's based out of New Orleans. He's actually doing some work right now with uh, one of the more, I, I, I don't know if you'd call him pop or not, Youngblood, who I've seen actually a couple of times, stuff like that, British, you know, I say British kid, I never try to call them kids because it just makes me feel old. It doesn't make them feel, it makes me feel more old than young. But um, anyway, but uh, yeah, so that, I just saw them out in uh, LA and uh, got to go see them at uh, Blue Stones at uh, Troubadour, which um, is if uh, you ever have a, chance to go to a show there I highly recommend it too because it's uh and it's funny because um I lived in Birmingham Alabama for a number of years and there was a club there called Louie Louie's and uh Louie Louie's was like where we all played and we all you know I ran sound there I actually ran sound for Bono for three quarters of a song <laughs> three quarters Bono got on, three quarters of a song so uh the reason being is uh this this was 1989. Yeah, right. Whatever year Rattling Home came out. And uh, Bono and Adam Clayton walked in the club on a Thursday night. And Bono got up and did Where the Streets Have Their Name. 
about three quarters of the way through, and I'm sitting there going, I'm running sound for Bono. I'm running. And I'll, one patch chord and hit record, I could have got the whole thing. No. Nah. So, anyway, but uh, that club that, that happened at Louis Louis reminded uh, it's closed down now. But it, when I walked in the Troubadour the first time, first time I ever went there was to see Marcus King Band uh, with Bishop Gunn open. Actually, that was wow. the first time I saw Bishop Gunn, too. And uh, this was 2018. And walked in, and uh, and I was the first thing I saw, I was like, this looks like Louis Louis in uh, Birmingham. So, and, and I've seen Marcus there twice now. Saw him back there back in 2021, and uh, he did two sets. And, I mean, that guy's just phenomenal, man. I mean, you, you can't go to a Marcus show and not be wild. I mean, just – he's the only guitar player I know that he can just sit there and play. And he's got a great voice, but – he could just sit there and play and I don't even give a rat's ass if he damn, you know, so, but, um, you know, he sounded, he sounded great. And I was the first time I went 2018, I was sold on him and I was sold on Bishop Gunn and I had the best time standing there in the middle of the Troubadour, this infamous or famous, you know, rock and roll club that, you know, Elton John played at back in the day. And, uh, everybody's played through there, including the Eagles, Linda Ronstadt, all my favorites growing up. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if Skinner ever played there or not. I don't think they did. I don't. I don't think Skinner ever played it. It'd be kind of hard to get all Skinner probably on the stage and stuff. But <laughs> I was fortunate enough to see those guys uh, pre-plane crash back in the seventies uh, as a fourteen, thirteen, fourteen-year-old kid. And that's uh, people always ask me out of all the shows that you've been to, like um, you know, what's the ones that really stand out? And that's the first one out of my mouth every time is. I was fortunate enough to get to see Leonard Skinner, you know, uh, with Ronnie. Like the Van original Zandt. version of Skinner. The original Leonard Skinner in 77. Uh, I think it was like April, March, April, May, it was springtime, Street Survivors Tour, you know. Uh, they were like, they'd hit that next plateau with that album, I felt like, even though they had been around and they were huge, but it was kind of almost like, hey, Skinner can not only write a great rock ballad, but they could also write some radio friendly songs like that smell. And I know a little and stuff like that, they were on that album. And, you know, it, that tour was, you know, after one more from the road, which, you know, it's the seventies, it's the era of the live album, you know, and the live album was boosting everybody's uh, uh, value. I mean, look at <laughs> Frampton, you know, you look at yeah. Frampton, Kiss, you know, I mean, Kiss could barely get arrested before a live, you know what I'm saying? They had a following that, but that's what, you know, and then they recorded, and I'm doing <laughs> fake ex exclamation or whatever expectation quotation marks. Quotation marks. Thank you. I got dumb mouth as usual, but I'm talking about, yeah, you know, so they recorded that album. And then the next thing you know, you know, they were all over lunch boxes and all over my damn room, you know. And, but uh, seeing Skinner at uh, Mobile, Alabama in 77, that was definitely, you know, um, a great, a great time. And I, I can remember being a kid and going there. And, and at that time it was, you know, uh, Southern rock had kind of got a stigma because punk was coming out and Van Halen was coming out Well, it. Van Halen wasn't quite there yet, but uh, you know, you, rock was starting to change a little bit and, and Southern rock all of a sudden got to be dumb hick rock, you know, and stuff like mm -hmm. that uh, to a lot of people. And I'm like, you know, it's not like that. And mm -hmm. even I, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, <laughs> I denied Skinner three times, you know, kind of like Peter, you know, <laughs> so, so, I hate to say I did that, but there was the time, you know, when I had my leather jacket, my mullet haircut stuff, you know, and, but, uh, but yeah, so seeing Skinner, there was, it was great, you know, and then six months later, I remember coming home from a junior high football game and, and being up late and, and hearing about the plane crash, man, just, you know, 
it was it was literally like a moment. I, I think a lot of people older than me even remembered like what they remember with JFK. I remember was scaring plane crash, and um, you know you want to hear a really cool story about? I have a really good Skinner story. Yes, this, this, yes. this so um, so anyway, um, Katrina, Hurricane Katrina, two thousand five. Uh, you know I was uh, it hit of course where I live. It pretty much you know New Orleans was hit really hard. Mississippi Gulf Coast was. I mean, they were just, they didn't even leave, uh, didn't even leave the houses, the debris, and just took it back out in the water. But so anyway, uh, all my life, I'd heard that there was a guy that uh, lived close to me that was in a plane crash. Knowing that this guy has uh, what's going on with him and stuff, and you want to bring it up, but you don't want to bring it up, but you want to bring it up, but you don't bring it up. And somehow planes came up one day and he just kind of brought it up and started telling me all about, you know, being in the crash and everything and, and hearing about it. And, you know, you see the documentaries and you've heard everything like that, but from somebody that was actually in it, you know, I mean, I literally, I, I'm pretty sure I'm a pretty emotional guy. I'm pretty sure I probably started crying right there when he's telling me about that. Uh, uh, the one thing I remember from the story was, um, he said, as they were taking people off, that they pulled Ronnie Vance on all Ronnie Vance Hunt off the plane. The only damage to his body was a um, a bruise down the side of his head, like it hit him in the temple. He slammed mm-hmm. his head. It was probably, you know, and, and I mean to hear that and stuff is just, uh, but to know somebody that uh, uh, you know that was in the plane crash, and I was still kind of like, you know, I need to verify this. I need to verify this. The fact checker. In 2018, I was at Muscle Shoals Studio with uh, Bishop Gunn for their 50, uh, Muscle Shoals 50th anniversary. And uh, a buddy of mine, Rob Meadows out of Birmingham, he, had, he was one of the sponsors and uh, he invited me to come up and Bishop was playing. And so anyway, uh, in the artist lounge at Muscle Shoals Studio, if you ever get to go there, in the artist lounge sitting on the table was um, uh, Gary Rossington's God rest his soul, Gary Rossington's uh, tour book, which back now it's an app, you know, but then back mm-hmm. then it was actually a book that you open up. So anyway, I go in there and I'm looking through and I'm looking through and I'm looking through and it's like, it's got like uh, where they're playing, where they're eating, who the support act is, yada, yada, yada. And it has crew on there. And I looked on there and there's the guy's name that I did the work oh for God. and stuff. I got pictures of it. I'll have to show you sometime. But it was, uh, it was just like, you know, I mean, um, to know somebody, if, and it brought up a lot of feelings in there. I, it, and to be honest with you, <clears throat> even at the time, I was still kind of, you know, I, I was denying some of my Southern rock roots. And even though I was going around following a band out of Natchez, Mississippi, all over the place, and, you know, it's a huge Black Crows fan, you know, it got me back in touch with knowing that, you know, this is who I am. I have nothing to be, I have nothing to hide and I have nothing to be ashamed of. Southern rock does not also condone any of this other stuff that's tied in with the South. And I mean, hey, I'm from Mississippi. We catch crap all the time. But you cannot deny that we are the birthplace of music and rock and roll, mm-hmm. especially. I mean, you mm-hmm. look at Howlin' Wolf, you know, Elvis, all the people. Elvis, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, but anyway, so it's a, it's been a long journey, uh, you know, trying to be comfortable with who I am and embracing the music that I was raised on. So, you know, it's nice, like I said, but Skinner's always been a part of my life. You know, we... Uh, Every band I've ever played in and every bar I've ever played in, the first thing I heard was Sweet Home Alabama or Freebird, <laughs> and, you know, which I have to say, I've never played. I, I have played Sweet Home Alabama. I don't think I've ever played Freebird, but I have played yeah. Simple Man and Curtis Love. 
But anyway, yeah, Skinner's Skinner's not always going to be when you think about Southern rock. That's the first band that's going to come to mind. I think. I, mean, I don't know it. And there's so many them and the Almond Brothers. And mm-hmm. I know you guys are probably big Almond Brothers fans, like myself. Absolutely. Yeah, y'all ever make it down to Macon? If you ever make it down to Macon, I widely, uh, you know, I highly say go to the uh, little museum there and uh, check it out. Uh, get your picture made out there. Look like you know the Fillmore East album and. Uh, going in there and seeing some of the outfits and the clothes and say, so like I said, it was a pretty emotional experience there too because you know, I always tell people like <laughs> if you get if some some by some chance I get to the pearly gates and Peter's standing there and it's going to be like a dance contest to get in it's going to be a dance kind y'all need to drop the needle on one way out and get out the way because I'm, <laughs> so I'm dancing my way into heaven just on one way out anybody that's ever seen the full body dry heave dance that I do when that comes on it's a it's a sight to behold that so, anyway yeah it's a that's it Skinner's great and uh living it I really enjoy living in the south this time of my life right now except for the weather of course but uh yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, getting to share some of this experience, especially like I said, go go to Scotland and share some of that experience with other people. And uh, they always they are, <clears throat> the people in Glasgow love it. They love that they they pick me out as soon as I walk over there. They're over there speaking English that you can barely understand. And I yeah, yeah. That, you're from the south, mate. You're from the south. Are you. <laughs> You know, redneck stands out nowhere, wherever we are, man. We ain't got to just be in Walmart. We we stand out everywhere. <laughs> there are there are redneck, rednecks and hillbillies in England. We found out through some of the art, British artists we've had on. Without a doubt, man. I mean, I'm talking about. I've seen some guys. I mean, I mean, well, most of all, like in Glasgow, I always say most of the shows I go to look like a, a, a Game of Thrones cast party because everybody's got beards <laughs> down. I mean, I mean, they they make Richard Turner's beard look short. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's a it's it's funny because uh, I'll go over there. The first time I went, I was looking around and I was like, uh, I, I just kept waiting for like Jon Snow to walk out or something. I mean, it's like, and they will let you know what the mix is like because I was there for a show and the singer's voice was not up in the mix. And turn up the goddamn vocals. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, I definitely. It, it felt like it's funny because you go to these places and you expect you're going for this different experience. But then you seem to like the places that are most like home. And Scotland to me seems most like it seems like the south, except it's in the north of the UK. South so. with a different accent and colder weather. <laughs> and colder weather, though. A beautiful place. Very, very beautiful place. So, so. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, I said, uh, I'm looking, uh, you know, I am out there. You know, Brian, you asked me a question about 10 minutes ago, but I'm just saying is that <laughs> I'm currently looking in. And like I said, I need to cut out some time to start seeing some new bands you know that band i'm saying you know blackstone cherry is another one been mm-hmm. around for years i play in a band with a drummer that you know i played in a band with a drummer that loves that band and i have not gone to see them yet i got to get out man and uh maybe uh stay out of california new york and uh, maybe it's you know maybe it's right around the corner i know there's some shows in mobile coming up marcus king's coming up but uh have you seen them dirty yeah. roses no, I haven't, and that's another one that I'm listening you to. You like right those now. guys? Yeah. You'd like those and guys? I, I do, and that's and, and and the thing is, is like they have played New Orleans, and it's been like, eh, I, I am I am easier to get on a plane to go to a show in freaking Omaha, Nebraska, than I am to drive an hour and a half. Sometimes it's just ridiculous because if I had the option at the last minute, you know how we are, especially mm-hmm. I won't say we are, but 
us older guys are, you know, I'm like, let's see, I can sit on my ass and watch, you know, CSI or whatever, or Netflix and, uh, or some Selma Hayek movie. Yes. And, uh, if you had no, she's also my other girl. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, you know what's a good uh, choice. A good choice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of her, uh, new black mirror episode. Uh, she's got this yellow. Yeah. That was funny. That was, that yeah. was pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah, my, my poor girlfriend had to sit down on the other end of the couch and then he's sitting there going, mm, damn, <laughs> wow, golly, how old is she? She's you know, great, like, man. I know. So, yeah, she's always been, yeah, it's, uh, I always, every time I want to feel good about being a man, I put from dusk till dawn on and watch the snake dance, you know, so, uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, the South has some great music coming out of it and uh, I need to get a little bit more in touch with it and stuff right now and, uh you know, I, I, I Spotify. I'm not a vinyl guy. You guys vinyl guys? I got a little bit. Yeah, I bet. That's 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 what the song. guy that says 4,000 albums standing somewhere around. I, yeah, I got a little bit. No, really, I do. Well, <laughs> yeah, I've got like a couple of box sets. Um, you know, it, I try to stay up. I, I know like a lot of other people, I use Spotify a lot and uh, mm -hmm. go there and, and kind of like comb through the genres that I enjoy and but to be honest with you, I really started trying to get outside into other genres as well. I'm, I'm, you're not going to catch me at Coachella or anything like that, but I do listen to some pop stuff and, uh, you know, and, and uh, try to see what I try to try to see the appeal of every artist, you know, and because there's something somebody seen next week, I, I man. See. I'm going to Belinda right Carlisle. I'm, going, I'm doing two pop shows next week, Belinda Carlisle and Jenny Lewis. Ah, I see. Now, Jenny Lewis, I mean, that's uh, Jenny Lewis. It's not really pop. It's like pop. Yeah. I, I'll say yeah. Belinda Carlisle. Yeah. Uh, I, I recently, when I was in, after the, the uh, I was in Glasgow, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go see Ed Sheeran. I was like, you know, it's Glasgow, it's Ed Sheeran, yeah. you know, and um, so I go. <laughs> and I said, and Ed, if you happen to hear this for somebody, it's not you. I fell asleep four songs in. Man. I, like, I think it was just a hike all day long. I go to this Ed Sheeran show. I was like, I think I was the only single. I was I was by myself, a single guy at Ed Sheeran, which sounds like a dream come true. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I felt like the biggest. Uh, everybody was looking at me like, "What's the solo guy sitting in the seat by himself?" Up there? <laughs> four songs in, I think I opted out, went and ate ice cream. So, uh, which all my friends will tell you. If it comes down between ice cream and music, it's a hard twist for me. So Ma, Mo Young, she'll tell you right now. Me, me and Mo have ate some late night ice cream together. So they're having chats and stuff. You know, and I mean, I'm a huge Luther Dickinson fan. Huge, man. Oh, he's I a mean, Mississippi dude. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's, he's, he's always, uh, to me, he's, you know, he was, and he was another one that was at the Crows. He was in the Crows at the right time. I mean, I think for war paint and all that, you know, it was like perfect time great player i mean north mississippi all-stars everything he's done and uh him and steve you know i mean i love it that they're out playing together man i love it you know and uh i, I really need to get to some of those shows and i mean i know they did the uh they did atlanta and they did birmingham but like i said the nick's just such a good place to go and you know we had a good laugh uh talking about the nick last time because the, if you ever go to the Nick, I, I suggest going to the uh, bathroom before you go in the bar because <laughs> it's a, it's notoriously been one of the bathrooms that looks like the bathroom and train spotting that he, he oh, God, yeah. oh God, yeah, oh God. And the and the crazy thing is, I would never go. I would my ass cheeks would never hit the thing in there, but 
there's probably been more coke done off the backseat of that toilet than any place in America. It probably pretty much funded Pablo Escobar from most of the 80s and 90s. So uh, we made that, we laughed about that uh, last time with the Crows. So, uh, but yeah, uh, they played that and I heard there was a good turnout for it. But, uh, you know, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see Steve going. And, you know, I'm not one of these guys that say, hey, they should do this. They should do, you know, bury the hatch. Do what you want to do, man. That's my yeah. biggest thing right now. So, you know, everybody needs to enjoy their life. Everybody needs to enjoy the music they enjoy. I don't I don't pass judgment on anybody. I think like I said, I, I the one thing I can say is that, uh, you know, I wouldn't be anywhere where I'm at. And, you know, I think I told you guys earlier, you know, it's like uh, about <clears throat> this all stopped for like 14 years for me from 2000 to 2014. It was... Uh, it was all, it wasn't even sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It was just drugs. And, uh, you know, and a lot of everybody knows that I'm very open about my, you know, my sobriety and my recovery. And, uh, you know, and, and when people ask me, how do you do it? And how, how, do you, how do you keep going? You know, and they all know I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting 60s on the horizon. It's getting closer all the time. And, uh, and uh, the first thing I'll tell you is I owe everything I have to my sobriety, my family, my, the music has mm-hmm. And it also, I got to talk to a buddy of mine last night who's uh, a good friend and um, a huge fan of music, and he's a musician and stuff. And, uh, and you know, we're, he's early on in recovery. And I was just like, I said, trust me, man. If, it, if it's bothering you and you're playing and, you're, and you just feel like you're missing on something on your playing, wait till you just stay sober long enough, long enough to realize how good you can actually play or how good the music actually sounds. And that's what happened with me is that, you know, I started, I can remember being sober for right in a year or even less and, and hearing Remedy come on and, and just busting out, man, just, just so gratitude, just tears of gratitude that I heard that song different than I've ever heard it in a long time. And, uh, and, it's, and <laughs> of course, still being, in the dark about what had been going on. First thing I jumped on was like, Google, where are the black crows playing? <laughs> Broke up. What the, you know? And so, <laughs> and, uh, and so I was sitting around and uh, yeah, I never made uh, I never made any uh, as the crow fly shows, no magpie salute shows. Oh, really? Uh, I saw black yeah. crow smoke and magpie salute the same time the same night in Columbus together. Oh man, good, very. That's it. I took and my I kids, like, my wife and my kids. I'm like, I'm going to show you guys proper rock and roll. We're going to go do this. Well, and, and I mean, the thing is, like at that time, like I said, I should have gone at that time. It was really uh, 2017 was really when uh, my uh, you know desire to really go see live music, and I had to figure out, like a lot of people early on in sobriety, they had to figure out their passion and get reattached to their passion uh, because they've been smothered for so long by substances and everything, and. Uh, uh, so I, I made myself, uh, I was a bit, I was, I was pushing 250 at the time. And, uh, so I started going to the gym every day and I said, if I can get myself down to 180 pounds, I said, I'm going to go to Vegas and see, I'm a big fan of the killers and that's where they yeah, were from. So, yeah. so I went out to go, I, I did it. I pulled it off. I went out, I booked the trip to go to Vegas to see the killers, to open the T-Mobile arena. And uh, like, as soon as I booked the trip, two nights later, they announced Guns N' Roses, Slash and Duff coming back. So I got to go to the first show with Slash and Duff coming back at the T-Mobile Arena and stuff. So that was, uh, you know, that was real nice. And uh, everybody was sitting around expecting Axel. Guns N' Roses didn't come on to midnight. 
my flight was at seven. So, uh, oh but anyway, God. was that yeah. your first time seeing Guns N' Roses? That was my first time seeing GNR. The first time I tried to go see him was in Birmingham back in the day, and it wound up getting uh, uh, wound up getting that canceled, but uh, basically ended a lot sooner than it was supposed to due to rain and people throwing mud on the uh, on the stage. And Axel stormed off. I think they played three songs. Or but yeah, that was at the and I've seen them three times. And Dirty Honey is going to be opening for them on some shows in the U.S. And it just so oh, happens nice. one of them's right next to my house. I'm gonna try to go there, but. Tickets for dirt, uh, tickets for Guns N' Roses have uh, escalated. The smaller the venue, the higher the price. So, uh, but it'll be worth it to see them. But yeah, you know, I said, you know, you guys, uh, you know, and I appreciate what you guys do here too. I want to say that is that I really appreciate you know listening to y'all the podcast and go through it. And, oh, thanks. Thank you. Hearing different, uh, hearing different people's uh, perspective on uh, you know their take on things, and uh, you know, I listened to a couple of episodes today, and I was just like going, you know. I mean, we live in a good time that we have this format, this digital format to do what we do. And, uh, and yeah, it wasn't like that back in the day. I don't know. Y'all ever wait overnight in line for a ticket to buy a ticket? Not to get into the show, but to buy a ticket. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You two. You two. I can remember you two spending 15 hours, I think, waiting in line. Got my ticket. A buddy of mine bought tickets the day of the show and was sitting right in front of me. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, I'm real happy with internet stuff now, the way we can do it. So, anyway. Makes it a lot easier for sure. A lot easier. A lot easier. And it's nice too with long form formats because these artists, especially when they're new, to get more of their personality, more of their backstory filled out. Because, you know, old, old press is just like the same five questions everybody gives you over and over right and, and that's and that's the thing is i like that you know now that uh that uh some of the artists especially like you know and i and i keep going on and on about charlie star but you know charlie's been on podcast and that you know these these super names that we know from stage and screen or whatever and then we've seen guys just like you know that are that are out there you know that want to talk about music back some yep. of them i haven't yeah. you know and um i think i think it's a little bit um you know, uh, there's two different eras we're in right now. We have this big high pop, Harry Styles and Taylor Swift and all that. And, you know, and, and if that's your bag, that's great. It's not. Where'd Brian go? Yeah. There he is. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, I mean, that uh, the engagement that you get with artists right now is, is, is at an all time high. And uh, I think a lot of them have realized uh, pretentious, egotistical rock stars are a thing of the are a thing of the past it's more about being humble and connecting i think it's southern rock i think southern rock and like blues and stuff like, and even country you know mm -hmm. i think country i think now they connect more with their fans than ever before and i was thinking because uh i'm a huge george jones fan and uh, uh you know so and i was thinking i listened to george jones <laughs> i was listening to something i was like george talks about drinking womanizing you know screwing up i'm like what does country music talk about now because i don't think you can sing about those things anymore <laughs> country <laughs> music is a lot more like the pop country like what hip-hop became in the 90s a lot how rich am i how much stuff do i have like it, i think it's kind of delved into that territory yeah i i, I, was, I, said, I said maybe i need to listen to some new country or something like that because i mean george <laughs> george cracks me up it's like everything's it's, it's just like you know one of my favorite all-time songs is uh you know uh Willie Nelson, you know, she was always, you were always on my mind. You yeah. Know? I mean, you really, that is a song about him screwing around with another woman 
but saying it's okay. You were always on. I was like, that sounds like some of my bullshit. I would try talking right there. So, uh, so, but yeah, now you can't, you know, uh, a lot of people have gotten detached, just, you know, enjoying a song for just the melody and just, you know, for the artist sentiment. And, and that's, uh, you know, and that's, that's what I like. Cause I think uh, all this that we do and all these people that we know in our state hall group, you know, it's not like-minded people. It's like-hearted people, man. It's yeah. People that yes. yeah, you hear with your heart more than your ears, you know, that's and that's, that is, that's that is, that is, that is, that is, I think what every artist wants to hear, man, is that, you know, I heard this song, but I didn't just hear it. I felt it throughout my whole body. I, I recently had a um, chance to speak with a, I was a big 80s fan of, uh, and fan still always of the Hoodoo Gurus. It was an 80s band, you know, they're from Australia and they came over for the first time. And, and um, I've had a couple opportunities, including them, their guitar player and uh, another band, tell them, you know, exactly what their music has done for me and meant for me, you know? And, uh, and to the point, like, and I was like, you know, wherever I was at, bad, sad, down, up, whatever, you know, uh, you were right there in my ear going, Hey man, we're going to make it through. It's yeah. going to be all right. You know, this is good stuff. You know, you were right there at that song that you wrote. I mean, uh, uh, band, the glorious sons, I don't know, a Canadian band, you know, uh, who I'm a huge fan of. And, uh, 2018, it was funny. I was running around following other bands around and stuff, but that year, their album, which is definitely in my top 10, uh, young beauties and fools. Um, I highly recommend it to anybody. Uh, that was the album, my you know, that was my favorite album that came out that year and stuff. And uh, tell Chris Coster, the guitar player, I was like, hey, man, you know, dude, I, I, I don't know where to start. You know, I don't know where to start, but thanks. And uh, same way, you know, uh, the Crows have been like that for me, too. Uh, you know, 2020, like I said, was a rough year. Uh, you know, did you guys, COVID? COVID? Twice? I, twice? Once. In. Once. Twice. I got to South Carolina last summer at my daughter's national dance competition. I was the only person out of everybody to get COVID somehow. Thanks, so, Charles. Hey, well, Brian, did you? Did you I, can you I, had early, that? I had it early on, November of twenty. I got it. Yeah, uh, I had it. it was, I can't. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you the uh, the funniest thing was. Uh, Somebody came to a Black Crow show that I won't name, David Hudson, David and, uh, <laughs> sat next to me at the uh, Tuscaloosa Crow show. And uh, next day, he goes, man, you ain't going to believe this. Now, I'm sitting at the Huntsville show now. So I would go see him the next night in Huntsville. I'm sitting at the Huntsville show. He's like, he's like, I got COVID. I was like, dude, really? I was like, I don't want to hear it. I'm already at the show. I'm not leaving right now. I was like, if I'm already... <laughs> Yeah, so we've always had an ongoing joke after seeing the uh, uh, Brothers of a Feather uh, tour. You know, uh, you know, Rich was real sick halfway through that tour and stuff. We we're like, also some of the uh, you know bands that I love, and just sitting there picking through songs and stuff. And uh, you know, uh, went through a uh, cancer diagnosis that year and came out on the other oh. side of it, man, and stuff. And it was, uh, but the whole time, man, it was right there. Welcome to the good times. Hotel Illness was actually played every day. In 2020, what from the COVID time every day I got it was the first song I listened to. My girlfriend never wants to hear a hotel illness ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you can anyway. play Remedy to clear it up. You can play uh, Virtue and Vice. I mean, those are really good ones. 
Yeah, man. It was, it was, it was, it was definitely a time that we, uh, we, we struggled. We had a rough August. We moved. Uh, a lot of things happened and stuff. But like I said, man, it's uh, the state hall group, and uh, and that was like when I think I first got in or something like that, or maybe it might have been after that. But uh, you know, it was starting to get to know David and those guys. It's been really great. David and Ian, man, are phenomenal. All you guys are, and I and I, I wake up every morning, grab the phone, look and see what was said the night before because <laughs> yeah, I, like an old man. I go to bed at seven thirty. <laughs> I go to bed at nine. <laughs> that guy you met at that show is usually that guy that's laying on the. Pillow. If you're not at the show, you're in bed. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, there, there's a whole life. I've got, I, uh, I've got two kids. Uh, one that's, uh, he's, he's, he's full grown, thirty two, and then I got a daughter just graduated high school this year and stuff. And, and it's always funny and stuff like that because um, my my daughter, who was my son, plays too. Uh, my whole family played. Uh, my dad actually played the Grand Ole Opry. My grandfather was a, wow. uh, he DJed a little bit on WSM back in the day. I got some pictures with him and uh, uh, Ernest Pub and stuff like that. And uh, he's, uh, you know, so we come from a family full of musicians. So we're never bored in my house. But it's funny. So I had these two kids and this girlfriend and stuff, and they couldn't keep me at home. And two Christmases ago, I bought this black lab for my, for my girlfriend. And that dog is going to be the end of that guy you met at that show. I'm telling you right now, I can't <laughs> leave the dog. I had to leave it this morning. It just broke my heart. But, uh, you know, I mean, like I said, we live in a good time. It's, it's, uh, you got to look for the music. And there's plenty of formats out there. And I think this right here, what you guys are doing, is wonderful for uh, spreading the word. Especially for bands like Georgia Thunderbolts and stuff like that are phenomenal. And, you know, I heard a, one of them, one of y'all's cast was somebody said that, People don't know who Blackberry Smoke are, and I'm like, shame on you. Shame I know. On you. Those guys should be. Those guys should be playing arenas. You know, honestly, if you want by talent and just every like, those guys should be in arenas. I love Whiskey Myers too, but you know, Whiskey yeah. Myers. Whiskey there, Myers is playing arenas. That's what yeah, I'm seeing. Well, I mean, and it's it's like everything else. It's it's a uh, geographical thing. Uh, I mentioned the Glorious Sons a minute ago. You know, um, they played New Orleans. I think there was maybe 75 people in the club. They played Canada. They're playing 10,000-seat venues that are sold out, packed to the rappers. You know, it's uh, I think it's a lot geographical and a lot of uh, exposure. I mean, of course, they've been exposed a lot more up in Canada. I think but, countries uh, are more willing and open, like, than the U.S. Like, you talked about all the stuff in Europe. These band, a lot of bands that we like that are kind of lesser known, small here, they do great overseas, whether it's Jane Lee Hooker, the Cold Stairs, you know, right. all those guys, they do they do a lot better service over there. Yeah, I was trying to see the Cold Stairs when I was over there last year. They were oh, over, they're so good. Uh, and they wound up canceling the gig. And uh, we, when we went over, I was told we were going to be there for 10 days. I was told you get two shows. You get to see two shows. That's it. And Liam Gallagher was one of them already. You get two shows. I did eight. So I went to eight shows. So the one night that I had off, the cold stairs was going to be, they were going to be playing. And I was like, come on, we can go down. They were playing right outside Wales, some, somewhere, you know, on the West coast of the, uh, of England. And, uh, and we were about to get on the train to go and they were, we heard it, they canceled or so I don't know for whatever reason, but somebody yeah, got over sick. there. Yeah. And, and it's, it was, uh, you know, seeing, like I said, seeing rival sons over there is like a whole new, uh, I love that band, you know, uh, you know Scott Holiday is a phenomenal, you know, Jay Buchanan, and I'll go right on record, and anybody be damned, Jay Buchanan to me has the best voice in rock and roll. That's just my personal, you know, uh, take on it, because the guy has, I mean, when he sings, there's a temple that comes out of his head that I think is going to jump off of his, uh, you know, it's just this <laughs> bang that's poking out. 
and the guy can hit some notes. He goes over there, and I mean, I literally saw them in uh, last year, and never seen three thousand people sound like three hundred thousand people. It was it was it was incredible. So but yeah, like I said, things are things are going great. I think the, I think pouring it, they're dropping. Look at the cash they're paying to see Taylor Swift. You know, I know. God bless my my daughter's gone. Trust me, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I paid I paid some hefty prices for tickets, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, uh, unless we pull together. And promote rock as one instead of bickering about you know you know a lot of people know me from uh, seeing Greta Van Fleet and stuff like that too yeah. and there's a lot of people out there that you know like oh I don't get it you know Led Zeppelin blah 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 and I'm like hey man the guys are out there Jake Kiska they're all talented musicians they are and out there playing rock and roll let's don't bitch and moan about it let's support mm. if that's not your bag move along find what your bag is but don't not rock and roll food fighters man or they, they've got to be tired from carrying the weight all the time you know what i'm saying and i mean there's yeah. there's other bands out there now they're coming out that uh that i hope to see in that food fighters category at some point but right now you know them and the old school like the chili peppers and pearl jam which you know i mean like i said i do respect pearl jam in that matter that they have you know uh, even Eddie, with his solo career, has been carrying the lion's yeah. share for a long time. The legacy time, bands, man. right? Those the are the legacy ones have been bands, doing it. exactly, exactly. So, but yeah, like I said, we'll see. We'll see what the future brings, and uh, you know, I'll keep listening to you guys and uh, be looking forward to some. I know you and probably we'll didn't keep get to ask a lot of questions, you know, because I usually just run my mouth, <laughs> and anybody that knows me knows nope. that's how I pretty much do. So, Brian and I love our guests that can talk and tell stories. It's painful to do a podcast if you're always trying to pull something out. And everybody knows what our voices sound like. So, <laughs> Well, I appreciate y'all having me on. And, uh, you know, I look forward to, uh, you know, like I said, hopefully coming up and seeing some shows with you guys. Columbus, I got friends yeah. in Columbus. And Columbus is a huge – and Columbus let is a me, big place for the Blue Stones, too, man. Yeah. I will, let definitely. You know. And uh, – and North Dakota has always been a dream, uh, you know. Really? So is that the uh, where's the where's Sturgis's South Dakota? That's South, South Dakota, Dakota, yeah. See, okay, I, I'm the dumbass that treats Mississippi like people treat Mississippi and Alabama is the same. It's not the same at all. Right. Trust me. <laughs> but uh, let yeah, me know if you come that. up for the Aerosmith uh, Crows show in Columbus, which is nor towards the end of the year. Let me yeah, know. I, so I'm uh, yeah, I definitely it's got everything from here on out. It's gonna be after I'm. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff coming up in September. Uh, I've got, I'm going to try doing the uh, Crows Aerosmith uh, in New York or Long Island or whatever it is possibly. But, uh, but then I'm uh, heading out to <laughs> heading out to Indio for the power trip for the, uh, for the uh, Metallica mm -hmm. uh, tool and uh, all that going on. Then uh, ACDC and we're hoping Ozzy, you know, Ozzy's on there too. So as I call it, the uh, geezer fest is what it's <laughs> going to be. And uh, the mosh pit will probably be like rascal scooters going around a little circle and stuff. So, but yeah, I definitely, like I said, appreciate you guys having me on and looking forward to it. And uh, I'll keep in touch with you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and Brian, I have on my bucket list. I want to go to a show with Rex. I've probably been to a show with Rex and not knowing it, but I want to knowingly be there sure, with Rex. Sure. I've been, I've been to a lot of shows in Ohio. I have never been to North Dakota, never been to North yeah. Dakota. I've been to like tons of shows in Cleveland. I've been to Columbus and Cincinnati. And yeah. uh, I've been to a bunch of I've shows. I've done a lot of Cincinnati. Cincinnati shows at Riverbend yeah. and Taft Riverbend. and other places. So I'm yeah. sure unknowingly we've been in the same place at the same time, but I want to knowingly be part of that. Well, we go, we've, you know, uh, a lot of the uh, Stay Tall guys, we've talked about doing some, I know that they did uh, the uh, Moon Crush this year and stuff like that, but uh, 
uh, my bucket list is to get us all together uh, for a uh, Red Rock show. I mean, you know, yes. we, we will find a Red Rock show. That's I think that's the thing we need yes. to stay on everybody about. So, yes. and that would be a great time. So, have y'all ever been to Red Rocks? No, and I want to go desperately. Okay. I've been to Colorado that's, many times, not Red Rocks. It's, it'll, it'll, uh, it's a great place to go, but it screws you up from going to any other place to see any kind of amphitheater. Uh, that's the one place, and I'll say this, and I promise y'all shut up, is that, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, they say all the time, you hear people say this, oh, there's not a bad seat in the house, and that's all bullshit. And you get there, and you go, there is a bad Red Rocks, there is not a bad seat. <laughs> the house man it is the perfect place to see a show promise you that come find well, out we expect you to be the ringleader to get us all to a crow show at red rocks that's 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 my favorite position to be ringleader <laughs> where do all of our listeners and you do you're a good guy on social media you're all about positivity and fun where, where do we find you on social media okay so on instagram i'm that guy you met at that show i do have a tiktok that guy you met at that show i don't really adhere to that format a whole lot but uh and then of course on facebook it's rex t cunningham uh send me a friend request if you don't even send me one my facebook i'll leave it open i believe that music is to be shared and you know and love is definitely something that needs to be shared more of in the world right now so come on send me a message i love to talk to people as you can tell so uh most of the most of the nights i spend is on the messenger group so yeah, thank y'all for having me on and uh y'all come check me out especially on instagram that guy you met that show if you want to see what's going on where i'm at Starting tonight, I'm about to, head to an album release. about to head to an album release party right now. It'll be nice. Well, thank you so much, Rex, for coming on. We appreciate it. I usually don't push to wrap up, but my my laptop keeps freezing up <laughs> 10 times. Jason, you're going to have to send me the audio, seriously. Um, but before we wrap, I just want to say to Rex, you know, any sometime I'd like to talk to you, you know, not recording whatever, but the whole sobriety thing, you know, I've just recently got 14 years. I think it's great what you're doing. And second congrats of all, to both of you guys too. Second of all, I really appreciate what you said about like people having this sort of uh, misconception about Southern rock being this dummy shit kicker music. I, I Part of the reason starting this podcast is dispel that myth and really hopefully there might be a few other people that really think about all the amalgamation of music that makes up Southern rock and it's smart music and it's talented music. So Right. Thank you, dude, so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Man, y'all keep on rocking, man. I love it, man. Let's just keep this, let's keep this ball rolling. So anyway, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you so much, uh, Rex, for joining us. It was great to hear you talk about, you know, especially that, you know, people's misconception about what Southern rock is. And it's it's not dumb music, it's not shit kicker music, it's smart music, and there's a lot of uh great styles that make up that out amalgamation of southern rock and and uh inspiring too to hear uh about rex and the sobriety that he has and and all that and that's great i relate to that but uh so much fun so much fun here and i know he'd have a lot of stories about stuff and the nick in birmingham <laughs> he, he is truly a guy i want to go to a show with just one person strict enthusiasm and energy he has and two, just to have like these, have like real one-on-one -on -one conversations with them. This was great to talk to them here. We've always chatted in our group chats and stuff with them, but to have a personal conversation and experience a live performance with them would be amazing. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, it'd be great to go to a show with him. You know, we talked at the end about, about Red Rock show. It's going to happen one of these days. One it's of these happen. days. Yeah. It's going to get done. It's going to get done. You know, maybe Nashville, maybe Vegas also who knows but uh yeah i don't know anything you want to add jason he's just a guy that loves music and loves experiencing live 
again, he had those great, we want to talk to him because of that and all the great stories he's had about the crows, the Skinner thing, which was amazing, especially knowing somebody that survived the plane crash and just have a true fan on here because we are fans and those listening to us are fans and talk about that, just the experiences of living in the moment with rock music. Yeah. So thank you so much for Rex for coming on and talking with us. It's great. We can't wait to do it again. And always remember, Southern Rock is reverent, loses blood. We'll see you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 